Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a crowd podcast. Neil Redfern. Play for Barnsley, Charlton, Bradford and literally every team in Yorkshire. Over 1,000 career appearances, 200 goals scored, briefly managed Leeds United and now manager of Sheffield United Women, plus author. But let's see what the book club thought of his book, There's Only One, Neil Redfern, £2.69 plus PMP, on this week's Football Book Club. But basically, I've, I've fallen in love with Neil Redfern. <laughs> they also gave his wife a job as the accountant. Oh, Mum, you are a funny bunny. <laughs> if this is the defrosted turkeys anecdote, I'm up for it. Hello and welcome to Football Book Club, the only book club where instead of literary classics, each week we read another footballer's autobiography. Less Beatrix Potter, more Graham Potter. I'm James Bug, and over the weeks we'll be reading classics such as Limboy Primacist. We're in. We are in. Over the weeks we'll be reading classics such as Limboy Primacist, Transformed, and Rohan Ricketts' children's series, The Adventures of Roro. But today we're reading Neil Redfern's 2006 book, There's Only One Neil Redfern, and reading with me a Jack Bernhardt. Hello. Natasha Daniels. Hello. And please welcome the brilliant comedian Ivo Graham. Hello. Yes. Um, thank you for Yay. having me. It's genuinely such a pleasure to be doing this. Oh, and thank you for coming on. I've got to ask, uh, uh, Beatrix <laughs> Potter, Graham Potter, is there a different version of that every episode? Uh, yeah, there is, and yeah. it's, it's, it's getting harder and harder. <laughs> I'm immediately, I can't even do one off the top of my head, like, oh. which is ludicrous. If, if, you, if you go back, we've really forced them. <laughs> yeah. different yeah. times. We, we once, on the way back from a, from a gig, spent like the whole journey oh, yeah. trying to do them. Trying to think of loads of them. That, that served as I well. We had a very them. boring journey back from Southampton. And yeah, <laughs> yeah that we, we, we used our time well. Um, I, don't mind, so, I don't mind it at all. Uh, um, thank you. We'll keep it. Yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not giving it my seal of approval. I'm aware well, well, it's not well-oiled. It's just a sincere compliment. You know, You're giving congrats. it your, your seal of approval like um, Neil Redfern gives David Beckham at one point in the book. He goes, you know what? You know what? Beckham was an all right player. Yeah, it ends right, a chapter. Yeah. It's like the final twist at the end of a chapter about actually he'd always thought he was a fancy Dan. And then what is the game? It's like the FA Cup match against Barnsley. Yes. And Beckham puts in like a slightly more tough tackling shift. <laughs> like, fair enough. Fair play. Right, he's man. a good player. Yeah. He knows more, what he's doing. He knows what than, he's doing. More than just free kicks and spice girls. Very strange. Um, so as we've mentioned, we're doing Neil Redfern's book. We gave you a bunch of options for books, Ivo. Why Neil Redfern? I loved the list. Um, Thank you. And it was a hard... Um, well, it was a hard choice, but also... Uh, a choice which I made quite quickly and arbitrarily. Um, so, <laughs> was, you know, um, I did. I didn't know um, what I thought the sort of tone would be. Obviously, without having read the book, I suspected that obviously a lot of these things are exercises in in sort of slightly partridgey, self-important uh, autobiographical narratives. Um, Very much. And so I was sort of trying to guess who might have been the most self-important. But I was also approaching it with a caution. And my, is this blown up in my face? Um, that I might, either if I didn't already respect the footballer, and there were a few on the list that I had too much respect to even consider doing them on this podcast. Right. If I didn't, that I might read Darren the book. Darren Huckabee. And then, Huckabee was obviously the main one. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's been through it. Um, but um, uh, but that Redfern might like, but basically I've, I've fallen in love with Neil Redfern. I, um, I, I thought his book would be funny. Um, and in both a good and a bad way, it isn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the attempts at humour don't really come off 
but yep. nor do I want to laugh at him at all because <laughs> he's such an incredibly respectable sportsman and family man. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk about that in great detail over the next hour. It's very hard to disagree. Guys, do you have any strong opinions on Neil Redfern before you read the book? No. I I, could, I sort of forgot who he played for. I was like, oh, Neil Redfern. Yeah, like when he played for Bradford, I was like, yep, that makes sense. Sure. But if you'd told me, oh, yeah, Neil Redfern, he played for Stockport and... Oh, God, think of other northern teams. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I vote pressure's on you for the next hour. <laughs> to carry this along. Okay, over the show, we're going to be going into more depth about the book. We'll be doing a dramatic reading, a quiz at the end, and Ken is back with another song. But first, how are we all doing, guys? All good? We're keeping well? Yeah, pretty good. I've had an interesting week with my dog this week. Oh, please yeah. tell. My dog got a hangover this week. It's pretty <laughs> good, yeah. He, I took him for a walk and he got off in a farmer's field and he ate loads of rotten fruit and he got pissed and then had a hangover for two days. So that was quite, off that the was quite fruit. fun. That, if, if I had read that in uh, Chris Kamara's book <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. I would have flagged that as the weirdest part of the book. So, yeah. Yeah. What sort of symptoms was it? Does a dog hangover in He was sort of dry town? heaving and standing there wobbling. Very similar to myself, actually. Oh, very similar, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's been the highlight of my lockdown week. Any, any vomit? A small amount, but he did eat it afterwards, so... Oh, God, this is the worst us in the podcast ever. Stop. Why did you ask how we are? Oh, no, be quiet. You, you knew this was going to happen. We've not as been doing tell. anything. <laughs> Ivo, uh, first of all, may I apologise on behalf of these two. Uh, don't, uh, you're, don't you're a guest it. on our show, and this is we shouldn't be talking about this. But Ivo, uh, as far as I can tell, through a lot of lockdown, I mean this. The, it, it, I don't mean this is a slam, but it seems like you've been playing a lot of football manager. Uh, right. I, mean, I haven't played any football manager. Um, I've been wait, playing FIFA. Wait, FIFA. So FIFA. Incredibly pedantic. Apo- apologies, that is the mm. one I meant. Uh, that's absolutely so. I, I know, know games. I sort of came back at you there like it was Frost Nixon. I said, well, manager. Gives nothing away. Come on. Uh-huh, I was yeah. very aggressive with the way I asked the question in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Frost Nixon or Simon the Tech Guy in the office. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I haven't I haven't spent uh, lockdown having a having a career as a manager on football manager. I have I have spent untold amount of hours on FIFA doing it. Do you play exclusively as your team Swindon on there? Well, I got fired as Swindon manager last week so I'm now <laughs> managing Harrogate Town. Ah, um, congratulations. So, uh, but that was because so Swindon are in a relegation battle at the moment. Um uh it's it, and not doing a huge amount of battling. Um, we are uh, we are put put all of your money on Swindon being relegated from League One. This is in real life. In real life. Okay, not um, betting on yeah, your people. So, yeah, don't don't bet on that. But um, so I thought uh, because I'd had a previous Swindon career which was going too well. I was uh, finding it too easy. I was signing a lot of old Swindon players. It was it was a sort of Harlem Globetrotters um, <laughs> sort of best of the last ten years. Um, march up the divisions and then I thought no I want to identify with the real life struggle of Swindon um, to stay in League One God I'm I'm sounding both so pathetic and so boring um, <laughs> that's it's my, my best, it's my best be. hope I suppose is that I'm sort of so pathetic that it's not boring but that's, a, that's an incredibly t- <laughs> a sort of bleak aim for an anecdote that's, uh, that's, that's actually what we do that's what I say to everyone on the podcast before we start yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's a good balance to get I hope right. people are sort of transfixed by pity rather than just sort of numbed by tedium so I w- I've been able to sort of do tweets about how it's going very badly for me in tandem with how it's going badly for Swindon um, right. in, in real life as well but I have now been sacked and I'm managing Harrogate Town in the division below. Oh. And I'm thinking of um, I'm thinking of stopping playing FIFA. Ending it all. <laughs> yeah. Ivor, you mentioned uh, before there was something which set you off as a Swindon fan in this book. Well, because um, Swindon's manager uh, in, in real life, uh, not Ivor Graham, um, they're being married by John Sheridan, who... Uh, he t- we had a terrific manager who got us promoted last season from League Two, and we were hoping to sustain that momentum, and, and there were even whispers of double promotion. Ooh. Instead, Richie Wellens was poached uh, by Salford City. Uh, he's a, he, he played for Man United's sort of youth team, and I think yeah. the prospect of being reunited with the Nevilles and the rest of the class in 82, it was Classic. too powerful. As, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I understand that. He gave a couple of interviews about, about loyalty, which then left a sour taste when, when he, he didn't show any. <laughs> But I respect it. <laughs> What's sad is that he was replaced by um, the ultimate lower league, uninspiring clogger manager, a man who had uh, uh, John Sheridan, who's played for a lot of teams, managed a lot of teams, but not emerged with any real 
triumph from his managerial career in recent years. But John Sheridan is mentioned in Neil Redfern's book, as is anyone who was connected with football between 1985 <laughs> and the year 2000. But um, John Sheridan's brother uh, is referred to, is shamed, you might almost say, for not giving Neil Redfern petrol money uh, when yes. Redfern was giving, <laughs> giving him lifts. Um, I, th- I can't remember which club it's at, but it's added just a final, the final piece of my hatred of John Sheridan puzzle is that his, his brother is a, is, a, is a sort of lift money dodger on top of everything else. A rotten family, rotten to the core. <laughs> Let's see what Amazon is saying about Neil Redfern's book. So the book has 3.7 stars from 10 reviews. Not too many people have read the book, it seems. Uh, But there's this three-star review from a Mr. Shaw called Relegation Specialist Delivers Fitfully Entertaining Autobiography. Ouch. And it is very comprehensive, I'll tell you that. Um, One of the upsides, brackets, well, pretty much the only upside, brackets, of Borders' descent into liquidation and oblivion was the opportunity it provided me to go wild in their aisles and off my trolley and pick up loads of heavily discounted books. Wow. <laughs> There's only one Neil Redfern was one such book. Originally purchased as a joke present for my brother, I decided to read it before passing it on as a gift. <laughs> Did I enjoy it? Hmm. And that's her. Hang on. That's so pretty he much... bought it in person and then went on Amazon to review it? Yeah, that, that that's is true. Psychopath- that is very strange. Yeah, that, that is, is a great spot. I had I notice that that is very strange i mean everything's very odd but also, that-, that that's like a classic uh edinburgh review thing where the first three quarters of that review are not at all about the book <laughs> yeah and the last sentence it's like most edinburgh, edinburgh reviews that i would get would always be like i was walking towards the venue and i saw a pigeon it was quite interesting <laughs> <So> not good <laughs> I was gutted when I learned that Fest had only bought tickets to my show as a joke present for their brother, but had decided to turn up themselves just out of curiosity. Did I enjoy it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What did you guys think of the book in general? Ivor, as you're a guest, I think you've already kind of pretty much told us, but you loved it, right? I did love it. I think I I um, came away from it with a huge respect for the man. I think it is hard, um, as with quite a lot of these sort of ironic pursuits or sort of slightly eccentric career um uh we say sort of diversions um (laughs) to separate sort of real enjoyment of neil redfern's autobiography from being amused by the fact that i'm reading neil redfern's autobiography (laughs) yes did you see you see like there were there were lots of points where i just thought i can't believe i'm doing this (laughs) aren't i wacky Uh, isn't it a wacky life that i've fallen into so that doesn't mean that i didn't enjoy in and of itself but I don't, you know, for example, I wouldn't recommend it to to anyone else, I don't think. Um, no. Other than maybe a Barnsley fan, because I think some of the ways he talks about Barnsley is quite moving. Or if you like any Yorkshire lower league football, I think yeah, you would enjoy it. It's very comprehensive. You know what? Actually, I take that back. Yeah. If, <laughs> if someone was into lower league football or from Yorkshire or ideally both, there's so much. And then there's little tourist things at the world. At the end, his description of a day out to Bolton Abbey. Oh, I know. Right oh, that broke my heart. It's just lovely. <laughs> I am going to go at all. He, he says at the end, he, I don't know, he says, you don't need fame or fortune to enjoy a day out at Bolton Abbey in the Yorkshire Dells. Oh, yes. Yeah, Just yeah, 10 yeah, quids yeah. of petrol in the tank and enough in your pocket to get a bite to eat. The fresh air and the fun are free. <laughs> what what oh. really impresses me is you're not even reading the off notes as far as I can tell. Yeah. That is, that's, that's in your head. Oh. You've tattooed that on your arm. Yeah. Listen, I'm looking forward to being 80 years old and looking down at my arm and seeing the quote, the fresh air and the fun are free. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm be devil's advocate get a bit here i didn't dislike it i liked it however so what i thought was in many ways the book's a bit audacious so for a man whose main achievement seemed to be that he played a thousand games and wenger once called him a cheat okay. there's a lot of stuff in the book okay. he manages to okay. kind of pad that out for us sorry i know that i was trying really not to get to I'm, I'm interested. well the atmosphere's changed doesn't it <laughs> jesus <laughs> I loved I, it. My my favorite book ever. No, no, no. I listen. I, of course, there is some. It is. A, it was an interesting mix of self-deprecation and self-promotion in the book. Mm. And he's he's not completely without ego. But who amongst us is? That's. And I thought about the a thousand <laughs> things a lot because it is. You know, that's heavy, That's the first thing you sort of see when you're sort of reading the blurb on the back. But that isn't that is an achievement. It is. Oh, oh very don't get me wrong. And it means that he's actually got stories to tell. In some, in, he's got a lot of clubs. Well, to I go wouldn't to, go that far. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it is amazing how few stories this man has to tell, given that yeah, he played yeah, a thousand matches of football. At the end, he's talking um, in the sort of roundup. There's a final par- uh, sort of chapter about how football's changed a bit, and then like there's a this, there's a funny anecdote about a funny player he used to play with. 
who once um, he hated getting substituted so much. Yes, and he, yeah. so he just took the number eleven from that non-electronic board and threw it over the stand, like, yeah. out, out of the stadium. <laughs> And it, that's not really relevant to the book at all. It's no. like he's panicked in the last chapter. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know if I've made it clear that I've hung out with some very funny footballers. Let's get into the book. Um, so as you've mentioned, is he, actually, we're right in with football in this. There's not really much stuff about him being young. He's like 15 or so at, at Nottingham Forest as a trainee. Mm. Um, we've mentioned his ego right at the beginning. Uh, we had Paddy Kenny on the show, Ivo, last series. Mm. And uh, do you guys, do you remember what he said about Neil Redfern, who managed him at Leeds? Is this, is this an outside of the book anecdote, you mean? No, no, no. This was on the podcast. This was on the podcast. He came on and we talked to him about Neil Redfern. He described him as a whopper. When he came on the show, he said, he said, the man loves himself, I think was the gist. So I went into the book very much with that opinion. And on the ah, second page, that makes he immediately ah. goes, he's very much very, he kind of got that arrogance across. The second page, worst game when we've lost and I've played badly. It hasn't happened often. That kind of thing. I was immediately, and I was like, okay, I see what this guy's going to be like. And then there was the DeBeckham stuff we've mentioned. And then there's the sly digs at Nigel Clough and stuff like he's that. He's a great right? dig at Nigel <laughs> Yeah, he really gets annoyed. He's like, Nigel Clough wasn't that good at football. We were all surprised when he made it. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> well, he has also like, he said like, oh, it, the, just Brian Clough managed the whole team around him. It's yeah, so yeah, unfair. Yeah. Like, that was it. What are you just talking his dad about? Managed him. If my dad managed Forrest, we'd have won the Champions League twice as well. <laughs> the moment, however, that won me over, I know exactly the moment I started liking him, and it is to do with animals. Page 49, he reveals that he named his dogs after Dee Dee and Dexter in Dexter's yeah. lap. <laughs> I was like, I can't dislike this guy. How can you possibly dislike him? That was that was such a great moment. Because also, yeah. he'd previously named his dog like Soonus. Yeah, let's yeah, so like about was that cool. the better. But, but yeah. he was like, Soonus, cool, good. And the next one, Dee Dee and Dexter. Cool. Yeah. That's a man whose like daughters have grown up and started to like have a voice at the table. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> definitely. In a way, though, that made me quite... I mean, that's quite sweet, isn't it? I really yeah. enjoyed that idea yeah. that it was like, clearly these are his kids' dogs. And he's like, yeah, okay, sure. We'll call them what you want to call them. It's great. I, I totally agree and there's but there's he goes into quite a lot of depth on all the pets he's ever owned and there's a lot of um charming anecdotes throughout the book that don't really go anywhere i know jack that oh. you noticed this a lot oh man there are so many great terrible anecdotes that he just <laughs> i think it's as, as ivo says he just seems to be like he knows he's had a thousand games and yet he seems to have no good chat no, like, yes. no good chat whatsoever. Oh, I, I really is flinching. Struggles. No, I, no, I, I, I don't. I don't mind it. I'm just sort of thinking: Are my anecdotes good? Are my anecdotes good enough to stick the boot into Neil Redfern's anecdotes here? I mean. <laughs> Ivor, you started this podcast very boldly with chat about your Swindon, uh, and that went on for ages, and I spent <laughs> a long time there. And I, I'm, I'm going to clip them next to each other. How dare I? Because I do think, like, you know, you're like, oh, the sportsmen are boring. It's like, yeah, but they're good at sport, and, yes, they, and that which inspires. Like that, I would swap oh, my dismal oh, comedy achievements to be a lower league footballer in a heartbeat. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> of course. But Jack, what kind of, were there any anecdotes that stood out in particular to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, there are quite a lot of just, just very mild anecdotes. There's uh, the time Brian Clough told him to stop biting his nails. <laughs> a classic. Uh, the time he accidentally found out he was good at cross country because he was cold, so decided to run quickly. <laughs> the worst origin story of all time. I just... <laughs> remarkable <laughs> as a story it is like i was i was running i was at the back i was cold decided to run a bit faster i won yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a yeah. i mean i have i have many more but yes uh my favorite was probably the time neil redfern got a gold card at mcdonald's <laughs> and oh. the nandos of the uh, 90s right it's yeah, oh, yeah oh, exactly boy. What it oh is. boy was it uh and then tried to use it in a place that wasn't barnsley and yes. The confusion that. <laughs> so this this that is when he's at Barnsley Football Club, right? He's given that. All the Barnsley players are given that. And yeah, from remember, he goes to Huddersfield. Is that right? He goes to Huddersfield <laughs> and tries to use the gold card, and it causes chaos. Yeah. There's chaos behind the till. No one knows what's going on. They're like, what is this? And <laughs> yeah. he has to explain. There's oh, a gr just great bit. <laughs> She says that the, the, the Huddersfield McDonald's cashier, um, as I as I think of her, uh, for, for that's what she is. She says, um, 
I've, this is the first I've heard of these gold cards. And he says, well, it would be. This is Huddersfield and premiership footballs are a bit thin on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And Neil, Neil, he acknowledges, he says, that went down like a lead balloon. Also Neither, didn't happen. She was a very big... <laughs> it did happen. It did happen. It, how dare you? It happened. I'm sorry, Ivo. I'll be more trusting. Carry on. <laughs> It's just, I mean, the, 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 I would say the defining sentence of the book for me is, I had to explain once more that this was a McDonald's gold card, a special deal for premiership footballers, and I was Neil Redfern from Barnsley Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a player who kind of plays at Forest and Lincoln, Doncaster. Do we all kind of enjoy Yeah, his moments? time at Doncaster was my favourite section of the whole book. It was about two pages... Ah of him discussing his relationship with his wife at the club and yes. do you remember what happened <laughs> when he joined they also gave his wife a job as the accountant yeah, and that was kind of part of his contract or something yeah. right? that was part of the agreement yeah can you imagine what any wag today getting given the part of an accountant <laughs> at a team. Like, uh, what I the hell? That be the greatest idea. No, but Sue seems like a stand-up gal. I mean, she let him take the silver out of the take-ins at the bar to go and buy some new football boots one day, which I thought was pretty sound of her. Very true. That was yes, an- another uh, another pretty interesting yeah. but not great answer. <laughs> yeah. One of those ones where you think it's going to go somewhere. But, oh, what's going to happen? And I spent that- it and I was very responsible. <laughs> <laughs> that one is particularly because it's like, and then the cashier saw us and he was like, Whoa. what are you doing here? <laughs> Then yeah. I bought the boots. With yeah. a load of 10 peas. <laughs> I love his relationship with Sue. Yeah. And uh, it's it, he, he, he he's very discreet about it. You don't hear that much. You learn that he meets her at Bradford Interchange when, and I've been looking forward to doing this, she was working as a cashier at WH Smith. <laughs> and then there's a lovely bit where he comments like one club later that she was getting promoted faster than he yes. was. Yeah. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that subplot of her like, uh, <laughs> like, rise up. Uh, who's going to make it to the top faster, <laughs> Neil or Sue? But then Neil, but then Neil, like all great men, stunts his wife's career to help his own. And he brings her into temporarily at Donny, but that's just a short-term move. Then he's going to take her to London, knock her up, and, and, and that's it. She's, then Where? she's just Neil Redfern's wife. Well, he, he takes her to Ongar in Essex, yeah. and being from Essex, he, he says she picks up a London accent in Ongar. I don't know how that happens. Are you are you talking about the daughter? The, the, is it, uh, oh gosh, the two daughters, there's Louise, Amy. Yeah, Amy picking up a Some, someone gets a London accent from, from like mid-Essex. I don't know quite how that happens. But he describes how he found out that Amy had a London accent by saying that uh, Amy was being tickled by um by Sue like on the on a do you remember this on no. like a, on a sofa and uh, Amy then turned to her at one point having been like laughing turned to her and went oh mum you are a funny bunny <laughs> <laughs> and he the was like London oh. <laughs> he was like oh my god London child get away yeah. the <laughs> metropolitan <laughs> elite in my own home <laughs> dad what's wrong <laughs> I think the north south thing because he gets co- he gets called Casper after a character in Kez when yeah. he's at Crystal Palace. So yes. I think both the North and the South are sort of painting fairly broad brushstrokes <laughs> of each other. Yes, yeah, that's true. I think you're right. Normally when we read these books and someone's Northern, they're like, oh, thank God I got out of this shit But he was very proud of being Northern for once, which is yeah, quite yeah. nice to read. He goes back to the North after <clears throat> kind of a doomed stint at Crystal Palace. I think he goes uh, he goes to Barnsley pretty much straight after that. Yeah, I think. and never leaves again, I don't Wait, think, has, does he? He has well. well he, he, he never leaves the North. He never leaves the North. He goes from Crystal Palace to Watford to yeah. Oldham and, and then, then to that's Barnsley. It. It's so hard to keep track. I'm so sorry, but thank you for it. But at Barnsley, uh, we have another one of these uh, anecdotes that kind of don't really go anywhere. Well, I say that. I think it's time for this week's dramatic reading. Um, can somebody cue the dramatic music, please? Cue dramatic Ivo, if you music. Want to. Oh, okay, don't let Ivo do it. Thanks, Tash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, we got to pick up the pace. This dramatic reading is called Neil Redfern Celebrates Christmas Slightly Early. Okay. <laughs> I like this anecdote. I, if this is the defrosted turkeys anecdote, I'm up for it. <laughs> it might be. It might be. You don't know. There might be another story. <laughs> no, let, let's wait and see. Every year, for instance, we received a frozen turkey at Christmas. <laughs> Although one festive season, when finances were tight, we had to settle for a capon. We said that if we were down to a chicken the following year, we'd call in the PFA. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really like that joke, but I also think he's not kidding. 
<laughs> yeah, I think he's, he get, does get quite angry with things sometimes. Sue <laughs> would definitely have budgeted for turkeys, I reckon. No, they would have, uh, you'd have got all your petty cash, go down to yeah. the turkey farm. Uh, <laughs> Barnsley's loss was W.H. Smith's game. Um, so <laughs> the turkeys were usually delivered late morning, a week or 10 days before Christmas, and left in the supporters' club bar, which is always cool. I think he means cool as in cold because it was only used on match days and the radiator <laughs> turned off for the rest of the time. Yes, he does oh, mean cold. <laughs> oh, but also the vibe was pretty... The vibe was, was pretty, pretty sweet chill. in uh, Barnsley It was a pretty sweet vibe in, yeah. in Barnsley Club Bar. <laughs> the players would just be finishing training when the birds arrived uh, and he doesn't mean that in a footballer sense. And after a pot of tea and a shower together, we'd go along to the bar to collect our Christmas dinner. One year, things didn't go according to plan. Here we go. The birds were delivered first thing in the morning, way ahead of schedule, and before most of the players had arrived. And it was a particularly cold day. Anyone who's spent some time at Oakwell on a cold winter's day, nope, will know how in- in- <laughs> I can't relate to that. Uh, will know how inhospitable that can be. The central heating under the stand was on foot. We can skip this bit, I think. <laughs> what the <laughs> It's just about central heating. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, but, the, but, that's, yeah. but that's the key. You're, you're right. You're right. I am skipping too far. The central heating. God, imagine, under imagine the st- if we just skip to the end now. <laughs> Long story short, uh, the the central heating under the stand was on full bore, and as luck would have it, Nona remembered to turn off the radiator in the supporters' bar. It was like a... You see where this is going. It was like a furnace in there, and the frozen birds didn't stand a chance. Here we go. The mood changed when they returned to the dressing room empty-handed. Where's your turkeys then? Sorry, I just very quickly, I love the the idea of the mood changing as if there's been like a (laughs) death in the family. Like, lads, where's your turkeys? There'll be no turkeys this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? It's really like it, it's a real moment of drama. It's very Dickensian, I, isn't it? I, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is. It is very true. Um, <laughs> sorry. Now I've got, got an image of Neil Redfern sticking his head out the window. <laughs> saying, Christmas yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get me the one that's as big as <laughs> John Christmas Sheridan goose for no one. Uh, <laughs> the mood changed when they returned to the dressing room empty-handed. Where's your turkeys then? I don't know who's asking that question. There's no one who's giving an indication who's asking that. That is a very old question in isolation. Running around in the bloody bar. They've thawed out, I'm assuming, Neil says. The news was greeted with a stunned silence. None of us were, the, were Gordon Ramsay, exactly. Although I'll write that. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay would know what to do with a thawed turkey. Yeah, yeah. Do they call him up? Like, Gordon, yeah. hi. Uh, quick question. You know the Barnsley central heating? Well, it's usually like <laughs> Usually a pretty cool bar. <laughs> yeah. But we knew enough about the risks of salmonella poisoning to know the refrozen turkeys can be bad news for the family at Christmas. With over a week to go before the big day, the birds currently warming up nicely in the bar were going to well past their best by the time Christmas morning came round. We had no choice. We took them home, had an early Christmas dinner, and made hurried plans to find a replacement the next day. Oh. What a dramatic reading. Very dramatic. Well, that is a dramatic reading because he doesn't tell us. He says we made hurried plans to, you know, to find a bird for the future, but he doesn't tell us if he did. Yeah, that, pay, that we don't. That could easily. Have, I think that's what the story needed to go on for another three I pages. I would like to I know that. that what did Neil Redfern have on? What did he eat on Christmas Day, nineteen ninety-eight? What did he? Eat? <laughs> so one thing I found quite. Um, interesting and sort of surprising early on in the book. And as I said, I took an immediate uh, liking to Neil Redfern from the start, from his, uh, his, 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 his earnest desire to do well and to work hard. Um, and it doesn't seem like a man sort of with, with too much ego. But then when things start happening for him, he kind of sabotages his first few like uh, sort, of, um, sort of club careers. So there's three clubs in a row where basically he falls out with the manager because he's getting subbed a bit too much. Not even, like, getting left out of the team. He's getting taken off. So, I don't, yeah. I've never, we have not had a player who hates being subbed as much as Neil Redfern. Neil yeah, Redfern wants to play 46 games a season, and he <laughs> wants to play it not just in central midfield, but in an attacking central midfield role where he can score goals, and he wants to play the 90 minutes. That is all he asks, and it is actually quite a lot. That's all he asks from, from, from every manager. Build the entire team around him, yeah. drive yeah. him into the ground. That's <laughs> what he wants. Like Nigel Clough. That's it. Like, like, like Brian did for Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to be Brian Clough's child. Oh, That's yeah. all he wants, really. 
Oh, wow, so you, yeah, that is a sad way of reading the book. But you're, okay, maybe you're right. By the way, you, you you said that there was an underwhelming anecdote about Brian Clough. I think the anecdote about Brian Clough using a coat hanger to open his dad's <laughs> friend's locked car yeah. is a very charming vignette, actually. Look, oh, I have to I have to say that all of these anecdotes that are quite dull are also incredibly charming. Yes. There's another one, yeah. there's another one where he nearly runs out of petrol going to Carlisle. Yeah. Not actually runs out of petrol. <laughs> nearly. I couldn't believe that. It's like, oh, that just, one's done then, is it? Yeah. <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> also, there's a really funny thing about the Carlisle thing. He talks about Carlisle like it is the like the end of the world, like the end of the earth, basically. <laughs> and he does exactly the same thing um, when he says something like, I wanted to go uh, somewhere where I could ignore football and people don't understand it. So I went to Scotland. <laughs> he does that every single off season. Just goes to Scotland because he thinks they won't care. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't get it over there. No idea who he is. It's um, very charming. He when he, he goes to Scotland the day after losing the playoff final with yes. I think it's Wigan, and mm. he says that he's it, 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 he doesn't it he heads off immediately afterwards, and he says he's not going to think about the result. From midday the next day. That's like yeah. that's it. That's his rule. He's not going to allow himself to be depressed in front of his wife and daughters from midday. Yeah, I that again. Comics sometimes referred to as uh, I think it's often attributed to Sarah Millican. I never she said it on a sort of early podcast. The Millican rule, where you don't think about your gigs, good or bad, after eleven a.m. the next day, and that's how you stop yourself becoming too arrogant or too self-hating. And it was nice to see. Neil Redfern <laughs> keeping to the same rule about a, a lower league playoff final. Uh, uh, do, you, do you think it worked? Do you think people can actually do that, turn their brain off the next day? And this isn't a funny point. I'm just generally interested if someone can do that. I, can, I, I some people do. can. I live in a cauldron of regret all of the time. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking about talking about playing FIFA too long earlier. Um, so, uh, <laughs> to be fair, you'll be thinking about that till, till 11 a.m. tomorrow morning. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and only because I'll be playing FIFA all, all the way through the night. <laughs> yes. so I've, got to, I've got to get Harrogate into League One. So with, with Redfern... It's kind of like, it's just a bit of a shame because you start to root for him as he gets these, you know, increasingly high profile, like he signs for Crystal Palace after a thrilling meeting with Steve Coppel at Toddington Services. And then like, and he's surrounded by legends at, at Crystal Palace, but then it doesn't work out because he's not, he's not playing central midfield enough times. And then at Watford, um, a similar thing happens. And there's this quite bitter point. I think it's with Watford where he watches a replay of a goal he scored. He watches with Sue a replay of a Watford match where he scores a goal. But all he's focused on is when the camera cuts to the bench, he sees the manager not celebrating. Oh, and that's yeah. like his final proof that he's not being supported at Watford. And he, <laughs> yeah. quotes, he quotes his imagination of the manager's internal monologue as being, ah, oh, why did it have to be him? <laughs> Is that really what the manager's thinking? Yeah. At Watford, he hands in so many transfer requests that he's paying, and he says that he has to pay for registered, to send transfer requests by registered post, and he's doing it twice a week, and he makes a little <laughs> Neil Redfern joke about how much all of these impatient transfer requests are costing him, which is such an amazing, like, admin insight, but also, yes. like, well, just play for Watford for 75 <laughs> minutes a game then for a bit. Come on. <laughs> It's actually you, you raise a good point in that uh, he says he can when, he, when we said that he might just be able to forget football at midday the next day he hasn't forgotten about like petty fallouts from 25 years <laughs> no. before so that's, that's never going to happen at that time so I dread to think how long you'll be thinking about FIFA for Ivo to be yeah, honest yeah 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm not at Redfern levels of obsession um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be loads more Neil Redfern chat after the break Welcome along to a brand new podcast called 21st Century Football, a complete guide. Well, so far that is. This podcast is all about celebrating the best of the world's most beautiful game, but only if it happened in the 21st century. This series is all about championing the greatest footballers of the last 20 years. Each week we'll have a variety of hosts, including YouTube star Statman Dave Stephen Tries. Got that underwear range. You've got a pair on now, haven't you, Stephen? No, no. I soiled mine this morning. And myself, Will Brazier, will also feature radio legend Adam Brown. Find us on your regular podcasting sites, as well as our brand new YouTube channel. Search 21st Century Football. It sound right, boy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back, guys. So, uh, I wanted to uh, move our attention to the philosophy of Neil Redfern. I wonder if we can play some philos- philosophical music. Something, uh, something a bit, you know... What are you talking... How what is philosophical music? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, something like... Uh, some little, like, brisk classical music. Sort of, not um, not um, heavy classical, as Neil Redfern <laughs> says he doesn't <laughs> like. One point, Neil Just, Redfern says he hates heavy classical music. I was like, what the hell is heavy classical? Just some light Vivaldi. <laughs> yeah. That was such a great moment. Yeah. I'm afraid I'm not enough of a connoisseur of classical music to know that there's such a thing as, like... Heavy, heavy, heavy. I, I don't think Neil is either, to be honest. Yeah. Well, and, imagine the idea of it, just a guy coming in, kicking over a stage. <laughs> yeah. like, Let's fucking do it! <laughs> Neil Redfern would be the first and indeed only person to say that you won't be seeing him down the proms. So he, <laughs> uh, he only listens to it to, to relax to. But that, to be honest, that comes quite late. And there's yeah. so much talk of motorways and car journeys and stuff. And I was starting to be like, if Neil Redfern doesn't tell us what he listens to on the motorway, I am going to feel quite shortchanged. And then right at the end, it's like non-heavy classical music. Great, <laughs> on we go. But away from music, um, he asked himself a lot of um, philosophical questions in the book. Uh, questions like, why do we swear with a male referee in charge when we can discipline ourselves not to swear in front of a woman? Love very, it. Absolutely love it. Very wise, very wise. I think that's uh, in relation to female referees. But then also there's things like he muses about religion. At one oh, point, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, could have this tattooed on my arm. Let me tell you. <laughs> Neil says, "I don't know whether or not there's a god, but I believe in good. I tried to bring up my family oh. in the right way and to treat other people with respect." It's a long tattoo. Can I just arm, say I the hope. good is the G in good is capitalised to really yes. ram home that it's like yeah. this is both cast iron like way to live your life and it's also superb wordplay do i believe in god no but i do believe in the word god with an extra o in it which you might have noticed says good he's underlined it done it in bold i've underlined it (laughs) i i read that and i had to close the book and just take a minute (laughs) yeah yeah to do a good okay, deed, yep. yeah. To do an atheist good deed. <laughs> also, it's really funny that context of that because it's when he's talking about Darren Moore being a born again Christian. And he's like, he gives, he basically gives Darren Moore permission to be Christian. He goes yep. like, well, like you know, fair play to him if he wants to believe in God, good for him. He's like, cheers. <laughs> yeah, Darren was waiting for that. The big question is, as Neil Redfern, the manager, would I sign the young yeah. Neil Redfern? <laughs> I love oh. this question so much. We've, no one's like, asked is, themselves that question in the books, I don't think. This is so like the, the thing of like one hand clapping. It's genuinely like an existential <laughs> crisis that he does yes. himself here. Yes. And he really goes into it. 
Like Massively. he really starts to to push the idea of it. He's like, well, like Neil Redfern, the player, would be angry that he wasn't playing that much, but Neil Redfern, the manager, would coax him and calm him, and he would know that he's got a special player on his hands. <laughs> it's it's just it's, beautiful. It does, but then it gets weird. Uh, after after all that kind of bit, he says, if I could, if I ran down the wrong way, he'd have a headache. I could always get rid of him. And things didn't work out. If Count Dracula was the best striker in the world, <laughs> a guaranteed 30 goals a season, man, I'd sign him. It might upset people. <laughs> Why have you brought a Dracula? <laughs> but, uh, but it would be up to me to find a way to make people like him for as long as I needed him. When it served his purpose, I'd move him on. Get Where would you move him on to? Back to Transylvania, Where? I guess. <laughs> Ship him off. That's Neil Redfern clutching at, like, um, an evil person. Fail, hypothetically yeah. to sign anyway <laughs> who's, who's the most evil person well it's Dracula obviously <laughs> but who would upset people are you going to be really upset fans, have you heard fans yeah. on the Bloody Facebook Neil. page like I'm yeah. boycotting and yeah. Yeah. while Dracula's playing I'm not going <laughs> and then Dracula wins them over with like a particularly good social media post and they're like I'm not even a fan of Dracula yes. but fair play that is class uh. <laughs> Also, very sorry, very, very quickly, very quickly, Dracula will be rubbish at being a striker because he hates crosses. Oh! Very, very true. That's very really true. good. And the rest of us should hang our heads in shame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As the book kind of goes on, uh, he somehow becomes even more of a journeyman. And Ivo, I know you had some strong feelings on this. As a touring comic, I'm not calling you a journeyman by any means. <laughs> oh, I'm very much a journeyman. <laughs> I'm a space Keeps falling out with managers. Sp- yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> they won't let me do the full 20 minutes. They keep, t- <laughs> yeah. they keep taking me off after 18 at every set. I, um, I think that uh, anything with a lot of service stations and motorways is um, highly relatable stuff. And I think we've got, I think we've got three. Uh, so I think we've got Toddington, where he has his thrilling, like sort of like Yalta conference level, like meeting with, uh, with, with Steve Koppel, um, Ferry Bridge. And then you have Woolly Edge, um, which uh, is of particular closeness to my heart because I once ate half a box of Krispy Kremes there with my friend Alex Keeley after a tour show in Leeds. Um, it, um, it's kind of, and as I've, I've already said, like, you're wondering what he's listening to. Uh, you're wondering who's paying for the petrol. Uh, not John Sheridan's brother. Um, <laughs> there's quite a long explanation, and it brings you back to this quite '90s sort of pre sort of Major League Football sort of money thing of like reflecting on the fact that there's financial. There's a little bit of financial jeopardy to Neil uh, Neil Redfern's li- sort of life again in his sort of mid late thirties. Not just to the clubs he's playing for, who are on the brink of administration, but like despite his three years in the Premier League, it it made me think. This is a real guy driving down the motorway, trying to pick up as many friends as he can to sort of to, 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 to make the journey as efficient as possible. Listening to Vivaldi. And a lot of the book is on the road. There is a bit, though, where he literally just goes through the different turnoffs for, <laughs> like, a motorway. Yeah. Which that was Grant like, Holt's favourite section. Grant Holt, in his book, <laughs> Ivo, uh, lists his top five favourite uh, service stations. So. No, but, I mean, but again, I see, I have no problem with saying what your favourite service station is and why you like it, because that gives you a lovely insight. Just listing places that, you're t- <laughs> that you could turn off to, yes. but you didn't. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he does a bit at the very start as well, where he just goes through every station that is between uh, Bradford Interchange and Manchester Victoria. Yep. But I think, I think just to be fair, he's proving the point that he can still remember them to this day because they were such an integral part of his, uh, of his young but, football career. Uh, ah, but okay. Google is a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. You're, you're right. There's no need to actually list them. Yep. Fair play. <laughs> It's uh yeah it, it it it's the thing is again it's one of those things which is incredibly endearing but also bad. Mm. <laughs> Tash, Tash, did you enjoy this bit? Because, Great description I mean, of the book. Uh, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of references to northern towns, and I know how keen you are always to get more northern oh. stuff on the show. <laughs> <laughs> always, you, you don't. I mean, he calls out Hebden Bridge once, which I was quite pleased. Yeah, Bridge, uh, we that. don't get much yep. press, so I was quite keen to see that. And nice. uh, lots of mention of Halifax. I can imagine he enjoys the yep. Peace Hall. So I bet he's thrilled with the uh, rejuvenation of that. Okay, sure. We can, <laughs> I think he refers to people being... Doesn't he refer to people being, like, hung in Halifax? Yeah. If, 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 if that's just... Yeah. The, the gibbet or the gibbet or something? Yeah, he does. Oh, never, oh never mind. hung but... in that way. Yeah. Hanged. Hanged. Yeah, oh, hanged. I, I thought, as, I, as opposed to... Well, hanged. Hanged. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally what I thought you meant. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? Where's that in the book? <laughs> Well, let's move on to Out of Context, uh, yes. Neil Redfern. Uh, has everyone got Sorry. an Out of Context quote for me? Tash, kick us off, please. We'd set off like the clappers, then collapse in a heap. That soonest was a fit dog, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Jack? Uh, he later became a postman in Clackheaton. <laughs> <laughs> Who? We'll never know. Uh, my, my Out of Context was, I just remember feeling sorry for the horses because I understood what they were going through. Oh, I love that one down too. Yes, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that. Lovely. <laughs> Which is, to be fair, part of an interesting angle on how they had to run around Doncaster Racecourse. Don't you know, give the context away. Oh, oh sorry, no, no. context. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I've, I've literally undermined the very point of no context in your own Okay, well, here's mine. Um, it was like trying to play in high heels, although, of course, I've never actually worn a pair of high heels. <laughs> I love that bit so much. Yeah. Because also he's a very like he throughout the book he's a very progressive guy, but that bit to be like, oh just so you know I know what yeah, my yeah, heels yeah, is yeah, very yeah, like, yeah. like no, not, even party, not even to a costume party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Out of curiosity. I do think he is. I think there are nice little bits of un sort of showy progressiveness. Yeah, that definitely. Everyone, I, that. I like that. I think he's moved with the times. I've, I've mm. now followed him on Twitter, and um, hey, obviously, oh shit, he's got Twitter. Yeah, it's, Twitter, but it's, it's good. It's, it's good Twitter. It's good Twitter. I, I love present day Neil Redfern. I okay. wish he'd had. Um, I mean, obviously, he is working. I, I wish he'd he'd gone a bit higher up the pyramid as a manager. Because that's mm. kind of where the book ends, is him like really starting to envision it and doing going to Warwick University to get his badges and stuff. And like yes. he really does um, seem to sort of know what he's doing. But that's well, still time. I mean, he's, he's still quite young, I guess, managerial to what mm. man, manager wise. He's still, I, I guess. Actually, there's the, you raise a good point, Anthony, because we haven't really dwelled much on the Premier League era for him. Because, of course, he played for Bradford, Barnsley, and Charlton. Charlton. Yeah. In the Premier League. Well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think he really even dwells on it. In that much, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing really that he talks. About. I mean, he uh, Barnsley is the big, the big bit. Yeah, he's actually, got he's, he's got ten goals from central midfield in the Premier League that and season. And he's, he good. actually says like, I think I was the best central yeah. midfielder in in <laughs> that's the league. That's surprising. He said that. Yeah. But, but it's amazing because he sort of says like, I think this, and I'm like, that's a ridiculous thing to say. And then he kind of like justifies it. And yeah. He, like he scored scores ten goals and he's playing for Barnsley. You're like, yeah, I suppose yeah, that yeah. is fair enough. You it's... could say that you are the best. To be honest, though, he makes time. so many claims in this book. I didn't check a single one, so he could talk a load of. Absolute crap! He actually only played. Four, he made four hundred appearances. Like, yeah. it's, it's amazing how he's rounded that up. He I, loved getting substituted. Yeah, yeah. He would. Three minutes in, he'd be going. He hated being <laughs> yeah. as, as someone who's more of a lower league football fan than a, than a Premier League football fan, um, he says for the hipster points that will inevitably ensue. Um, I kind of. The, it's the Barnsley promotion season, which is the most romantic and great, and like a team that's mm. never been in the Premier League before. Um, and I went on some Barnsley fan forums after this, and it's so funny. Remembered, obviously, they never made it to the top flight again, um, yeah. and it petered out a bit. But like Redders, as they all exclusively call him, is basically undisputed people's favourite Barnsley player ever, apart from a you know people who were you know sort of. 50 or 60 and want to prove that they're that old because they're naming someone from the 70s but basically anyone under the age of like 40 it's like it's obviously neil redfern so this is you know barnsley might not be the most glamorous club in the world but he is their greatest ever player wow he wasn't just part of a like a a team to be honest a friend of mine i I, he said he said how much he's a barnsley fan uh well he's one he's one of those fans who supports barnsley and liverpool but um, don't you hate oh, people sure. like that, Jack? Don't you hate people who support uh-huh. two teams? <laughs> <laughs> and me. Neil Redfern is a legend there. I guess it's him and, I don't know, Bruce Dyer, people like that. Georgie Hirstov. Yeah, certainly not Georgie Hirstov. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Slagged off Barnsley women. Yes. <laughs> and clearly didn't. It's clearly a mistranslated Macedonian interview. Oh, don't, don't, don't start Tash on this. Don't start Tash on this subject. We discussed we, this in Chris Gamara. Oh, it is on. not worth getting into at this moment. Tash, what does... And can I say Chris Gamara as a Swindon legend... Um, yes, and, uh, it was one of the autobiographies that I didn't want to read. Oh. It's like I'm not going to be slagging off Chris Kamara's autobiography. We were very nice to him. We were very nice. We to were him. very nice to what, him. Was yeah. he, were, were there cancelable moments in the Kamara no, autobiography? Uh, not that we I mentioned. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> there, the book kind of comes to an end after with a lot more, even more journey manning. To be honest, he kind of goes to clubs like. Oh, where does he go to, guys? Uh, Bradford Park. Halifax, Bradford Park. 
Scarborough. Yep, Scarborough, all those kind of places. There's a really Much cute bit links. where he says he doesn't want his thousandth game to be something crap, so he's really glad that it's Bradford Park versus Solihull. Which I thought was really cute. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that is. Yeah, I know what you mean. His oh dream is to go and be a coach, and then you, you know, see what he's gone to achieve. And all he wanted was to be able to buy M&S and Next clothes and become a football coach. <laughs> and I think yes. he's managed all of them. I checked his pictures on mm. Twitter, and he looks like he's wearing Next. So yeah. Oh, that's good. He's still in Next. <laughs> cool. Nice. <laughs> that is. Uh, Kind of, uh, I guess that's a happy way to end yeah, the show. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, did it? Did the book change you, Ivo? Um, well, I, I hadn't really thought very much about Neil Redfern for about twenty years, and um, I, I've I've thought about him pretty solidly for a week. So you know, that, it, it's changed me Sorry. in that sense. It's 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 redefined like being a journeyman, which I think we continue to use in what's to me an offensive way, because mm. ultimately he's just a guy taking jobs that are appropriate to his age and you know skill and set? the job market at the time <laughs> yeah. and, and his skill set brackets legs brackets going a bit like so I, I i you know i respect it i respect him a lot i think he um he includes details which are a little bit tedious at times such as how he'll always mention how a journey is two hours but it's like two and a half hours in rush hour it's like you, you don't need to say that journeys take longer in rush hour and he does that about four times he calls himself Neil Redfern so many times in the book um, when he could just say me and that smacks a little bit of, a, of, a, of an ego but and particularly when it becomes he becomes a player manager and he's talking about two different Neil Redferns it's actually quite confusing at times <laughs> but I think he's a sweet guy um, he loves his dogs he loves his cat he loves his wife he loves his daughters and he loves a lot of football clubs especially Barnsley fair play to him that is the most beautiful summary of Neil Redfern's career. <laughs> I mean, a, a beautiful eulogy. Uh, Tash, Tash, did you enjoy the book? I really did. It, it did change me. My only upset in the whole book was at the same time I was reading Elton's autobiography and Elton got a shout Elton out. Elton John? Yeah. Elton got uh, a shout me. out in Neil's, but Neil did not get a shout yes. out in Elton's. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Slab. So Slab. I, Slab. It, it, yeah, I was and a bit upset about what, that. Well, yeah. They're, they're probably, is there a lot of Watford in Elton's book? Uh, quite a bit, yeah. And Neil does oh. not get a look in. So, yeah, sorry, but to Neil. be fair, he's not saying... He oh, would be fundamentally yeah. bizarre. He's no gift to Noel Williams. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> appears all the way through <laughs> Elton John's book. He doesn't mention Rocket Man once, but gift to Noel Williams comes up twice. Elton John says, I received 30 transfer requests in the year 1996 or 1993. <laughs> I couldn't believe how much it must have been costing the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, did the book change you? Uh, yeah, I think it did. I mean, when I first got it, I the thing I found the most funny about it was its title, which is uh, on the front cover. It is The Ups, There's Only One Neil Redfern, and Downs of My Football <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that is a typography <laughs> error, yeah. <laughs> which is a real typography error. But I, like, I, it did. I really, I really grew in appreciation for him, to be honest. I didn't, and he's, he's one of those people that straddles the Premier League and the old era in a really interesting yeah. way. I, that's great. I, 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 yeah, you know how I feel. I, I said it earlier. Uh, but I, I, overall, I did it. I, I did enjoy it, I guess. And I, overall, I'll give it a six because I always give it a seven. And I didn't actually enjoy it quite as much as I said. I, I'm afraid I lied. I didn't mean for that to be such a bombshell moment, but I'm going to give it a six. Uh, Ivo, what would you give it out of 10? Guys, listen. Um, I don't believe that Neil Redfern is God, but I believe that Neil Redfern is good. And so I'm going to give the book eight out of 10. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. 14. Uh, Tash, what did you give it? I think I'm going to give it a 7. Good. Very good. Jack? I'm going to go 8. I'm going to go 8 as well. So 29. That's 7.25. Yeah. They're, are they all 7.25? No, they've all been 7.5 so far. Yeah. We need to become oh, no. more varied. We, we're too easily impressed. All of us are way too yeah. easily impressed by these books. <laughs> Um, there were numbers on the book side. <laughs> yeah. There was a cover. Oh, it had a spine. <laughs> it had a ten. spine. <laughs> oh, we haven't done Ken's song yet. So basically, Ivo, uh, our mate Ken comes on every week and gives us a chant about a footballer long since retired that no one can sing. Uh, one week, uh, first week we had uh, 
just give it to Rio Coca to the tune of uh, Living La Vida Loca. Lovely. We have Michael Dubery to Dub Be Good to Me. And uh, this one's another midfielder who made his name in Yorkshire to the tune of Robbie's She's the One. <laughs> I guess I'll sing it. Do I, I can't really <laughs> sing it. Copyright reasons. I'll, I'll go into it. Though the league may be strong, you know we'll carry on because we've got somebody driving us on. Michael Tong. <laughs> <laughs> We've got somebody driving us on. Everybody, Michael, Michael Tong. Tong. <laughs> Everyone remember Michael Tong? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Didn't think I'd be thinking about him again in this context, but great. Yeah. It's quite. It was quite solemn. <clears throat> I quite enjoyed it. It was like a. It was like a hymn. Yeah. Uh, that's just my voice. Yes. <laughs> have more hymns that on this show. That was some hard classical chant. <laughs> For the quiz this week, you're all named after important stages in Neil's life. So Ivo, you're Neil Redfern, the player. Tash, you're Neil Redfern, the coach. And Jack, you're Neil Redfern in Huddersfield McDonald's. So uh, <laughs> when, you, when you know the answer, shout out uh, oh, I, your christened I, name. <laughs> what am Great. I in? Neil Redfern, the player. You're Neil Redfern, the player. Tash, Neil Redfern, okay, the manager. So. Jack, Neil Redfern, Huddersfield McDonald's. Uh, question there number one. Which celebrities did Neil and Oldham release the FA Cup song Boys in Blue with? Oh, Neil Redfern, the Huddersfield, uh, in the Huddersfield <laughs> McDonald's. Oh, God, it's hard. He got there eventually, yep. Uh, Cannon and Ball. Is correct. God, that's good. Yes. One. And apparently it was rubbish. Yes, he did say <laughs> that. Of course, yeah. it, of course it was. Yeah. No surprise there. Uh, question number two. What accolade does Neil Redfern win this time at Scarborough? Redfern Player of the Year. Um, this... What? Wait, on. player of the year. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Neil Redfern is a player, yep. and he wins the Scarborough Evening News's second best player of the season. That is exactly it, which is an incredible best. So, I, I can't remember the content. It's something like some people probably didn't say say so good. Well, I'd have to say the people at Scarborough Evening News would disagree with that. Who christened me yeah. their second best player of the year? Yeah. Um, I was never going to get first, you know. The yeah. Uh, question number three: What is RJ? What is his Barnsley teammate Arjander Zayu's nickname? Oh, oh, Huddersfield the Huddersfield Bergdolls. I think Ivo got in there first. No, no, no. Jack's is a more no, com- no, no. Jack is hampered by a more complicated <laughs> no. but a nom de plume. That, that's that's very just kind of you, Jack. Uh, Chester was it Chester? It's Chester. Yes. Surely the nickname I thought this should be Chess, but like as in Chester Zoo. Rather than <gasps> Chester Zoo to Zoo. Better. I'm not trying to be all like ah, relatively ah, to get a comedy writer in. <laughs> but like I just I don't really get it. Anyway, it's it's no, no right. it's no one size fits all. Uh, there no, we go. That's that's, that's very true. Definitely no one size. so another point to uh Jack. Um and finally, question number four. How much was Neil's favourite meal, which is a Morrison's ready made pasta salad, in the year two thousand and six? Uh Redfern the player. Yes. Um one pound fifty. Very and, good. And he says that it's cheaper than some sandwiches or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Like, oh um, your egg mayonnaise is sure, they'll be cheaper. But no. <laughs> yeah. Jack and Ivor both got two on that. So I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a tiebreaker. I never do that. Whoever gets in this first wins this. Tiebreak question. Who does Neil Redfern describe as the best uh, player he played against? Uh, Not David Beckham. Not David Beckham, it's correct. I'll give you a clue. Chelsea. Oh, Oh, uh, um, uh, Chester Zoo. Not Chester Zoo. Sorry. uh, Redfern, the player. (laughs) Uh, uh, Sorry, Jack. I feel like I've taken it away from you. It's it's Gianfranco Zola. It is Gianfranco Zola. Ivo, congratulations. You won your inaugural quiz with us well done Ivo and thank you so much for coming on the show Ivo you've been absolutely brilliant oh thank you for having me it's been wonderful you're welcome back any time next week uh, we'll be reading Gary and Phil Neville's for Club and Country which we can't wait for Uh, if you've read that or any book we've read so far or you're planning on reading any of them get in touch or get in touch about anything to be honest we'd love to hear from you you can find us on Twitter at Footy Book Club Instagram at Football Book Club and on Facebook guys any last words I believe in good I believe in good we all believe in good. Yeah, hashtag um, Sheridan out um, for the Swindon fans. <laughs> and also, hashtag um, Sheridan's brother, pay back your petrol money. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Ivo Graham, Natasha Daniels, and Jack Bernhardt. It was created by James Bug, and it was a crowd production. 
Thanks to Neil for writing the book, but where are they all now? Well, Neil has since retired and after a brief stint as Leeds manager, now manages Sheffield United women. However, sadly, his McDonald's gold card expired in 1999. Nigel Clough went on to play for Liverpool and gained 14 caps for England, classic nepotism. Elton John released a revised edition of his autobiography with a whole chapter dedicated to Neil. The Barnsley Supporters Club Bar is still a pretty cool place to be, and Morrison's pasta salad now costs a whopping £2. Thanks a lot, inflation. The theme music hills behind the work of Silent Partner is used in the Creative Commons 4.0 license. We'll see you next week for a book by both the Nevilles, so see you then. And in the meantime, please leave us a nice review. Go on, we know you have the podcast player open anyway. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.